Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I want to share with you this morning a little bit of a message I would, I would entitle, Where is God? And I want to start this morning in the a, in a book of Job. A difficult, one of them, probably the most, one of the most difficult books in the Bible. People have a lot of questions about Job. And I have some myself, but we're going to go there this morning and glean from his experience. In Job chapter 1, it says, There was a man in the, na- in the land of Uz, I guess, Uz or Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless, upright, fearing God, and turning away from evil. Job was a righteous man. He was a godly man. In fact, there's a time where God, I skipped down to verse 6. Now there was, a, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them, and the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about the, the earth and walking around on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there's no one like him on the earth. I just, I just, every time I read that, it blows me away. I mean, God, this is God. This is not someone, some person's opinion. God says he's the most righteous person on the planet. It's amazing. So it's not, it's not like Job's opinion of himself. It's God's opinion. A blameless and upright man fearing God and turning away from evil. So Job is the most, is, is no, there's no, no secret sin in his life. There's no compromise. He's a, he's a tremendously godly man. And uh, we know the story. Satan comes and says to God, yeah, the only reason why he, he lives that way is because you bless him. If you stop blessing him, he'll curse you. He'll walk away from you. He'll spit in your face, he's basically saying. And, uh, and so God says, okay, go ahead. And his whole life falls apart. He, lo- he loses everything. He, his wealth, his servants, and worst of all, his ch- all his kids. I mean, <clears throat> he, everything's gone in one day. You know, I was thinking, it's like it came so unexpectedly. You know, just a short while ago, there was a there was a hurricane in Florida, but people saw it. People knew it was coming. You know, the hurricane they, they, for for days. They, it's coming. This is a track. This is how strong it is, and everybody got ready for the hurricane. But I was watching a video once about the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco, and that's to- I mean, people just it was a normal day, just like any other day, and all of a sudden, wham! 
out of nowhere. This place is destroyed. Destroyed tens of thousands of buildings. So they had fires that raged uncontrolled for four days. I mean, it was terrible. But that was, it's, it's kind of like what happened in Job. There's no warning. God, nothing, he didn't know anything was coming. All of a sudden, in one day, it all falls apart. He loses his servants. He loses his flocks. He loses his kids. He loses everything. His whole life is destroyed, ruined. And then, then it happens again. <clears throat> and, then the, and then the Bible says in chapter two, no, at the end of chapter, at the end of chapter one, it says after he, all his kids had died and everything, it said in verse twenty. I, I tell you, it's, it's, he's he's quite a guy. Then Job arose from his, tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and complained. Now, what does the Bible say? He fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, that's not quite good theology, but... Anyway, his attitude, <clears throat> his attitude is still faithful to God. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. I mean, it just takes a tremendous, tremendously strong person to do this. Well, <clears throat> and then there was another day when the sons of God came and presented themselves before the Lord, and Satan came, and basically he says, yeah, he's still serving you because you haven't touched him. Touch his body, and he'll turn against you. And so, so God says, go ahead, touch him. But you can't kill him. So he inflicts his body with sickness and disease. And his wife comes to him and says, do you still hold fast your integrity, curse God, and die? Well, that was a, she's a wonderful helper. You know, the Bible says her wife's a helper, so she's helping him, she's helping him to die. She says, why don't you just curse God and die? And uh, he says to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Listen, shall we indeed accept good from God and not adversity? In other words, Job, Job is saying, I'm not serving God because he blesses me. I'm serving God for who he is. And sometimes sometimes struggle, we struggle. Sometimes things come into our life that, that cause us to struggle, that hurt, that are painful. Am I going to serve God just when things are good? Am I going to turn from him when he's bad? No, I'm going to continue to serve him no matter what happens in my life. See, there's, there's things that come into all of our lives from time to time that we don't understand. We can't explain. And the enemy wants to come and just tell you, God doesn't love you. What's the use of serving him? If, you, if he really loved you, this wouldn't happen. We have to keep our faith in God. Say, no, God, you're a good God. No matter what happens, no matter what, I don't understand, but I don't have to understand everything. I just have to understand this, that God is a good God. He's a, he's a faithful God. He loves me. He's working for me, not against me. And I'm going to keep serving him in spite of my not knowing. Indeed, shall we speak, shall we accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, he did not sin with his lips. So 
Then Job's friends come to him. Well, we'll put friends in quotation marks because they're not really friends. And this is their their theology. Their theology is, we know, this this, this this is not the truth, but this is what they said. So we know that God blesses the righteous and God punishes sinners. So if all this came upon you, you must have sin in your life. Somewhere you got secrets in you. You're not being truthful to us. You're hiding something. You got sin in your life. And Job is saying, no, I haven't. So he's justifying himself. They're accusing him. And, and this goes on for some period of time. And finally, I want to turn to chapter 23. So because this goes on for some period of time. And then Job finally starts getting, uh, he, starts, he starts getting frustrated. He starts losing his, his confidence. You know, when, when something happens, it's easy at the first, if you, the, first, the first few days, the first short time, period of time, to stay able to go. But when it goes on and on and on and on, you start to get discouraged. You start to really question. You do have some questions about God. Why is this happening? How is this happening? And in verse in chapter 23, and Job Job is replying to one of his friends. Listen to what he says. Even today my complaint is rebellion. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. I would present my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn the words which he would answer and perceive what he would say to me. Would he contend with me by the greatness of his power? No, surely he would pay attention to me. There the upright upright would reason with him and would be delivered forever from my judge. So he's saying, I want to present my case before God. I want want to, he's, he's, he's getting to the place where he's complaining a little bit. But look what it says in verse 8. Behold, I, verse 8. Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he acts on the left, I cannot behold him. He turns on the right, I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Now here's, what, here's what Job is saying. He's saying, first of all, he's saying, I went forward, but he's not there. And I'll just take the liberty and say, Job is basically saying, when, when all this hit, I kept walking after God. I kept confessing the word. I kept going to church. I kept reading my Bible. I stayed faithful to God. I kept worshiping and praising him. I didn't complain. I didn't backslide. I kept going forward. I did the best I could. I, knew, I did what I knew to do. I did what everybody said to do. I did that, but he wasn't there. I didn't quit. I didn't understand, but I kept doing what was right. I kept, I kept doing the right thing. And then he says, then I went backwards. Well, I decided, I said, maybe there's something in my past. Maybe something in my family. Maybe there's a generational curse. Maybe I did something in my youth that I don't remember. So I, I went, kind of went back. I looked backwards, and I searched my, to see if there's something that, that opened the door to this. So he says he's trying everything he knows to do. I, went, I kept doing what's right. I kept searching backwards. I went, I looked to the left. I looked to the right. God, what's going on? I'm searching for something, anything that gives me an answer. 
you know, sometimes we, we try to figure out, we, all, we, we want an answer. We want, I want to know what's going on. I want to know how this happened. I'm searching for something that will help me understand. But look what he says at the end. I don't perceive him. I don't understand what's going on. But he knows, but the Bible says, he knows the path that I take. And when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. He still has faith that God is doing something in his life. And when it's, when God, when it's all over, he's going to come forth as gold. This is what it means to trust the Lord with all your heart. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trusting means you, you don't always understand what's going on. You don't have all the answers. But you're just trusting in who he is. You're trusting in his goodness. You're trusting in his faithfulness. You're trusting in his love for you. When it seems like he's forgotten, when it seems like he's not there, I'm going to continue to believe that he'll never leave me or forsake me, that he's always with me, that, he, that his love for me is never ending. And in the end, he'll make it right. And he will. <clears throat> you know, there's things that happen to every one of us. That we have questions. Why? Stay faithful, but don't allow the enemy to draw you back. Don't allow the enemy to, to cause you to fall away. Keep coming and keep coming. It's not over till it's over. It's not over till God says it is. And he'll make it right in Jesus' name. I want to show you a similar situation in the New Testament. Turn with me to John chapter 11. John chapter 11 is a familiar story. It's a story of Lazarus, and we all know the story of Lazarus. But I want to look at it from maybe a little different perspective. Oh, you know, I, just, I've, I, meant, I meant to say this. See, <clears throat> when we read the book of Job, we know what's going on. It tells us. You know, there's what's going on in heaven. Job didn't know that. He's totally clueless. All he knows is all this disaster has come upon him. He's lost everything. He's lost his health. He's every just total disaster. And he has no idea what's going on. So that's, that's why he's, he really is a man of faith. He's really hanging in there with God. And yeah, he gets a little bit self-righteous. Yes, he gets a little bit complaining. But in the end, in the end in chapter 42, Job... God speaks to Job's friends and says, you have not spoken right about me like Job has. And Job prayed for him, and God blessed him, and God restored everything to him. So you have to, so, you know, when, and Lazarus is the same way. <clears throat> when we read the story of Lazarus, we already know what's going to happen. So it's like, you've been, it's like you went to a, what are those movies? Uh, like an Indiana Jones movie. You know, I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie, but I've seen clips he always gets in these situations where it's impossible. He has to die. There's no way out. He's going to die. But then some, but you, you've seen the movie once before. <clears throat> when you're sitting through it the second or third time, it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He'll, it's he's going gonna, gonna to work out. Well, we, Job didn't know that. It's like we've seen it. We're watching this for the first time. So when we, we know the story of Lazarus, but they didn't. <clears throat> the Bible says that Jesus loved he was close to Mary and Martha and Lazarus. You know, there's a, there's a, you know the story, <clears throat> the account where Jesus was in their home teaching and Mary came and sat at his feet and Martha says, why isn't she helping me serve? But he'd go to their homes. He, they were like real close friends. 
is that he had a special relationship with the three of them. And one, there was a time in the, in the life of Lazarus when Jesus was away ministering somewhere and Lazarus gets sick. And he gets very sick. And his sisters can see that his sickness is, is critical, that he's dying. And so they send someone to, they send a runner to Jesus. And they said, you know, you got to come. Lazarus is sick. He's dying. And they believe that he will because he's their friend. He loves Lazarus. Surely he'll come. But Jesus doesn't come. So imagine being Mary and Martha. They question the one that they sent. Did you find him? Yes. Did you speak to him? Yes. Did you talk to him personally? Yes. Did he say he was coming? Meanwhile, their brother is getting sicker and sicker. And Jesus doesn't come, and the brother dies. And there's, there's mourning, there's grieving, there's a funeral. They don't, they don't know. They, don't, they haven't read the end of the chapter yet. They just know their brother died. And not only did Jesus not come in time to heal him, he doesn't even show up at the funeral. The, they, there's a funeral, they bury him. And why didn't he come? Doesn't he care? Is, is he not the friend he thought, we thought he was? Both sisters question him when he finally, when, fi- when Jesus finally gets there, the, the sisters question him, say, Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Basically, they're saying, why didn't you come? Now he's dead. And, see, and they, to them, it's hopeless, it's over. Well, one thing you have to understand, and, and we, don't, we, don't always, we don't always get the miracle that happened here. Sometimes, it, sometimes things happen, we don't get the miracle. And someone does die, or someone does pass away, or something tragic happens. And, and that's the end of it. But we know the story has a happy ending, but sometimes tragic things don't always have a happy ending. And the enemy wants to use that to cause us to fall away, to question God's love, to quit living for him, to quit walking after him, to accuse God like he accused him in the Garden of Eden, you know, saying God has ulterior motives. But no, God is God. And I tell you, I'm, I'm convinced in my heart that God loves me, that he's a good God, he's a holy and a righteous God, he's a God of love, and he's watching over me and he's going to care for me all the days of my life. And the enemy wants to use that to cause, he wants to take bad situations that happen to good people, cause them to fall away and to walk away from God. But here's, here's, what, we've, here's what the devil doesn't want us to know. That some, it's not over until it's over, and it's not over until we all get to heaven. You know, things happen here on the earth, but it's something we have to remember, that one day we're all going to be living together in heaven. It's all going to be restored. We're all going to be up there. You know, I was thinking, and then all the pain of this earth, all the suffering here, it's going to be gone. We're going to be living forever, and we're, going to, and we're not going to remember the pain. We're not going to remember the heartaches. I can remember the hard things that happened to us, the questions we had, the answers we didn't know. We're going we're gonna to be living for God in his presence and in his glory. That's where, that's, where, that's where we're headed. And that's what you have to look forward to, an ultimate, an ultimate event, an ultimate victory, not the pain and suffering of today. And I was thinking, you know, I've had a couple of surgeries in my life. About four years ago, I had to have a, I had to have a, a mass removed from my intestine. And I, rem- you know, I remember that, but I, but, and I remember that there was pain, but the pain doesn't bother me anymore. And that's the way it's going to be in heaven. 
We're going to remember what things happened on the earth. We're going, to, we're going to remember the hard things we had to go through. But the pain is going to be gone. And we're going to be living forever with Jesus. So stay faithful to God. All of us, not everyone goes through a hard time like this. But there are hard times that come on people. Things that happen that make us question. But don't let the enemy question God's character. Don't let, him, don't let the enemy question God's integrity and God's love for you. He loves you. He, he always does. And he always will. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like the old hymn that says, we'll understand it better by and by. There's things we don't understand, but God is a good God. He's a faithful God. Keep your faith in him. Trust him. Love him. Keep serving him. And one day we'll have all the answers. We'll see, the Bible says, we'll see as he has seen. We'll know the answers in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that when we don't know, when we don't understand, you're still faithful. You're still a good God. And you're working all things after the manner of your will. I thank you the day is coming when we'll finally have all the answers. We'll finally see that God is all wise, all knowing. Never stop loving us. Never stop working his plan for our lives. Help us to stay faithful to you, Lord, no matter what comes on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.